Hello, California nurse leaders. Welcome to the ACNL Quality, Safety, and Engagement Committee's podcast series, Who is Taking Care of You While You Are Taking Care of Everyone Else? A Nurse Leader's Guide to the COVID-19 Crisis. My name is Shelley Johnson. I am the Director of Critical Care for North Bay Healthcare. I am in charge of a 24-bed ICU at North Bay Medical Center in Fairfield and a six-bed ICU at Vaca Valley Hospital in Vacaville. As Ginger mentioned in the first session of this series, the first community-acquired patient in the nation was in our Vacaville Hospital before going to UC Davis for continued care. Additionally, because we are neighbors of Travis Air Force Base and planes with the U.S. citizens from China and the cruise ship from Japan landed at Travis in early February, we have been particularly in tune with the COVID-19 crisis. We have been taking care of COVID-19 positive patients in our system since early February, which is a little ahead of most others in the state. During this time, we've learned a lot and developed several strategies to handle this seemingly long-term issue. One saying I like to use with my frontline team colleagues is that this is a marathon and we are only in about mile two right now. Having some strategies to take care of ourselves and our teams as frontline essential workers during this unprecedented time is key to being able to finish the marathon. Today, I want to talk about four areas to help nurse leaders sustain themselves through the COVID-19 crisis. I will talk about surge planning, command center sustainment, and addressing patient and family needs to help decrease stress for the frontline and the leaders. I will also discuss ideas for decreasing stress for healthcare leaders and frontline teams while at work. These are my experiences and insights, and I hope they will be helpful to you. Creating a surge plan. I noticed my stress around COVID-19 and anticipation around caring for a high volume of really sick people decreased greatly once we had a surge plan developed. For me, I developed the surge plan specific to the ICUs in my organization. My stress decreased even more when we had a comprehensive organizational wide surge plan written down. It took a lot of work and time and collaboration to develop the surge plan, but it was definitely time well spent. In addition to writing the plan down, it is important to share the plan with your frontline team. I shared our surge plan with my team in many ways. One thing I did was I sent them an email letter summarizing the plan and explaining the impact it would have on their day-to-day practice and caregiving. My leadership team and I huddled on the unit and briefly reviewed the plan and allowed the staff time to ask questions. We did this on all shifts. I had a special meeting with their charge nurses to go over the plan in more detail so they could help answer questions and would know what to do if we started seeing a surge. The department leaders all reassured the frontline team that we would be right there with them day or night when the surge started to help get the surge plan in motion. We discussed what the leader support would look like round the clock. 
I reassured the staff that I hoped we didn't need to use this plan, but we all agreed that we felt a lot better having one and knowing what it was. I told them it was important for them to know the plan so they would have time to process it. My personal worst fear was that we would be in the middle of a surge and they wouldn't know the plan and we would be stressed because of the surge itself and stressed because of having to do things differently because of the surge. The team really appreciated knowing what the plan was ahead of time. Here are some things we've learned about command center sustainment through this COVID-19 crisis. Like I mentioned, we've had a command center in place since February 26th when we found out we had a patient that was determined to be the first case of COVID-19 that was community acquired in the United States. We immediately set up a command center and those first few days and weeks were very long, as I'm sure you can imagine. About two weeks into having a 24-7 command center run by our many senior leaders and hospital directors, the team decided we should look at some different models to sustain us through what was turning into the marathon. Some things that we did, we had the command center phone transferred to our house supervisors during the night hours. The administrator on call and infection prevention on call assisted the supervisor after hours if needed. For weekend and business hour coverage, our quality administrative support and other support team members were asked to cover four hour shifts on the weekends during the business hours. Their weekday schedules were adjusted, so they got two days off in a row each week. They were physically present in the command center during that time. Nursing directors and senior leaders who were called clinical liaisons signed up for two hour shifts to cover the command center by phone on the weekends. The support team called their clinical liaison person if they were not able to answer questions that were posed to them and the clinical liaisons would call whoever had called the command center and, and personally discuss their question. Now that we are six weeks in, we do have a command center still open 24 hours a day. For the most part, our infection prevention team is covering the weekday business hours, evening nights and weekends, have been transitioned to be covered by our a charge nurse that's dedicated to that role for the shift. And it's a shift they were already scheduled to work. The charge nurses have been able to answer the bulk of questions that come their way, but they do have the administrator on call and infection prevention on call as backup if needed. Using these strategies not only provided leaders with the opportunity to rest and refresh and have some time off, but it also provided some professional growth opportunity to our support team and charge nurses. And they've really done a fantastic job stepping into that role. Next, I'll talk about how we've addressed some patient and family needs that really helps decrease our stress. When our patients and families are happy, we are less stressed as leaders and as frontline caregivers. When the stay at home order came throughout the Bay Area and then subsequently from the governor, we, like you all, had to adjust our visitation policy. We looked at virtual ways that we could connect patients and families. Getting this set up was a huge stress reliever for our frontline workers. It gives them an outlet to feel more connected with their patients' families, and it makes them happy that the families are happy. I'm not endorsing any particular program, but we did find that Google Duo meets most of our needs. 
our unit already has iPads and we use that for patient education and translation services. Our IT department loaded Google Duo on the iPad, assigned phone numbers to each iPad, and made job aids for the staff to use and for them to help get families up on Google Duo at home. Google Duo can be used with both Apple and Android devices. I've also heard that WhatsApp has been a, a good program for others um, in our region. With the ramping down of elective office visits, surgeries, and procedures, we've had a labor pool of staff willing to help out where needed. Some of these labor pool staff have been really helpful with facilitating video visits for nurses and doctors. With the ramping down of elective office visits, surgeries, and procedures, we've had a labor pool of staff willing to help out where needed. Some of these labor pool staff have been really helpful with facilitating video visits for our nurses and doctors. The nurse or doctor can spend a few minutes with the family on the video to update the family on the latest medical and nursing care plans. Then the labor pool person can sit with the patient for a longer period of time so the family and patient have more time to visit and the nurse can, can attend to their other patients. Our patient experience team has coordinated all of this for us. Another thing we are doing with our patients that our nurse leaders and nurses have loved as much as our patients is allowing local children to make get well cards for them. We ask the parents to ensure the children have clean hands and no fever or cough when making the cards. Our infection prevention team approved. I've been buzzing all over town before and after work to make pickups from porches and mailboxes to pick up the cards. I have to tell you that seeing the patients and the nurses reaction to the cards has really brightened my days and coordinating it has given me a lot of joy. I think finding something that brings us joy during this really stressful time is so important. Finally, I wanna talk about some of the self-care things that we're, we're doing here at North Bay and some strategies that we've employed for ourselves as nurse leaders, but also for our teams. Of course, as I've mentioned, when our team is less stressed as nurse leaders or hospital leaders, we are also less stressed. Ginger mentioned the power of intentional breathing during the first session of this series. And I want to reiterate that breathing is so important and a proven stress reliever. Additionally, I've been strongly encouraging my team to use our dedicated quiet room that we designed early in 2019. They can take their breaks in there we have a massage chair, they can listen to their music, or just be in quiet peace for a few minutes. If you don't have a dedicated quiet room, consider looking for a space in the corner of a unit where you can put a chair so the team has somewhere to go chill out for a few minutes during the shift. As nurse leaders, ensuring our staff having meals and breaks is so important. We also need to make sure that we are taking meals and breaks, even if we usually don't do that. I personally don't usually take meals and breaks, but I've been trying to be more concerted with doing so. It's important that we take a few minutes each work day to let ourselves relax or at least get a good meal into our bodies, especially during this very stressful time. We're very fortunate we have a wellness center associated with our health system and our wellness center staff have recorded a series of videos that are less than five minutes each, talking about various topics, such as um, stress relieving things that we can do during a busy work days. 
topics that they covered have been relieving tension using simple pressure techniques, a quick core workout, simple stretches, and so on. These messages can be played during our shift huddles or viewed on our own and have been made available for all of our staff to access on our internet or secured extranet. Another thing that's proven helpful is uh, my ICU team has had their own private Facebook page and we've had this page for a long time. Um, the team really manages it, I don't. Um, but it's been a fun place to put funny memes or other interesting articles we've read related to COVID-19. The comic relief of some of the memes provides um, us some really helpful de-stressing time and we've chuckled about them on the unit um, to, to help de-stress. Some of our team members have used our private Facebook site to offer to provide childcare services to their colleagues on their days off and it's been an overall great team building to see the support for each other on the page. Many of you may also have experienced an overwhelming response from the community wanting to help and offering to bring food or PPE supplies in for the staff like we have. Our foundation team has really stepped up to help us manage this and it's provided a lot of relief for our frontline leaders. As you know, coordinating time, delivery, and all of the other details related to donations can be logistically challenging. Our foundation team has taken that completely off of our plates so leaders on the front line can focus on frontline issues, even though we really do appreciate the goodies donated. Our spiritual services team has been rounding and providing a social distancing approved blessing of the hands. This is something we typically do during Nurses Week, but offering this blessing now has proved to be very powerful in helping our teams focus and center themselves in this very stressful time. And finally, I cannot stress the importance of good communication, especially in the time of this time of ever-changing information about COVID-19. We created a COVID-19 page on our intranet, um, we use ShareSpace um, for our intranet, and we asked our team to go there for the latest information about PPE usage and supply statuses. We house all of our command center and senior leader email updates there, our wellness resources, and any COVID specific documents. The days following February 26, which was the day we found out about our first community acquired patient, were very confusing and information was changing by the minute. Having our teams have one source of truth was really helpful and helped decrease our stress as leaders. We were still on the units reinforcing information and answering questions, but we could all review the latest information together from our COVID webpage. In the face of chaos and uncertainty, we've also stuck to our normal shift huddle processes. This has proven to be a good way to disseminate information and get feedback from our front line. I think having these huddles now more than ever has been a key to minimizing confusion and ensuring everybody is on the same page. I think you'll notice through this talk that we've really leveraged almost every single person in our healthcare system to help with some aspect of managing through this crisis. Teamwork has definitely been a huge part of us managing this situation with as little stress as possible. Knowing that all hands are on deck to help and everyone is willing to and does pitch in has been key for us to sustain our resilience through this unprecedented time. 
thank you for listening and be safe. podcast is a production of the Association of California Nurse Leaders. For more information, visit acnl.org. Music throughout this episode was the song Wholesome by Kevin McLeod.